0: Hey y'all, welcome to B-Sides and Deep Dives, a podcast that celebrates music off the beaten path. Back in the vinyl days, all the radio hits were on the front side of the record, but the treasures, the real good songs were on the other side, the B-Side. And in our modern music landscape, there is nothing better than finding an old school song or an artist long forgotten about on a deep dive. My name is Lisa, and I am a recovering Columbia House member with multiple musical personalities to the point that I must have a new
1: playlist for every mood. And I'm Taya, a recovering mixtape maker and musical overthinker. Thanks again for tuning in to B-Sides and Deep Dives. We hope you like what you hear and that we bring a little bit of joy into your day. And if you do like what you hear, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us on Spotify the exclusive home for B-Sides and Deep Dives playlists.
0: Like everyone else, we have been digging the versus battles set up by Timberland and Swiss Beats. Many of the pairings have been really diverse. I ain't gonna lie to you. DMX is new dog, anyway. But they (laughs) have, they've been leaning more towards modern music. But baby, when they did Miss Patty and Aunt Gladys, we about lost our minds. You see, back in the 80s, there was a special that aired on network television. This is before BET and MTV were doing variety shows. This special was called Sisters in the Name of Love. And it featured three of our Mount Rushmore vocalists. Aretha notwithstanding, these ladies made up a holy trinity of what we considered what womanhood was. And actually what you're going to hear from us again and again is
1: how we really slept on Dionne Warwick. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that later on in the pod, but uh, as teens, this was among one of our treasured. Um, collection of musical specials that our family watched, along with things like Luther Live at Wembley and the original Broadway production of the Gospel of Colonus. Sisters in the Name of Love held a really special place in our hearts because it featured these three dynamic and very different iconic singers who not only sang their own hits, but also sung together. And they gave us a window into their friendship. So the verses got us thinking about that special that featured so heavily in our musical education. And we wanted to use it as a jumping off point to share some of our favorite deep dives and B-sides of these Pillars of Soul music. And yes, Dion was slept on. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the songs we're gonna mention
0: and some of the songs on our playlist may be unfamiliar to to many folks. Midnight Train to Georgia, Neither One of Us, Lady Marmalade, New Attitude, Don't Make Me Over, and Walk On By these ladies catalogs are expansive and when each of these women hit the scene in their respective careers they were chart toppers that didn't ever really stop. I think I heard Mariah Carey say um, in a tribute to Gladys Knight that her artistry withstood the changing times and that is the case like Dion gets discovered in like 64 or 65 and she puts out an album every year till like 1985 consistently um, and listening to all these my dad is a huge Gladys fan um and um riding through the 90s with him I always listen to old Gladys but then Gladys stayed with us you know in the 80s and in the 90s um so when Sisters in the Name of Love aired it was in that perfect bubble where Gladys had album after album after album hit after hit and um that was also around the same time as um, there was a couple other shows. I, I'm going to get them wrong. I know there was a Motown um, Apollo Theater anniversary special. There was also a Motown 25th anniversary special. But when I tell you that when Patti LaBelle sings Never Walk Alone at the end of that was the Apollo, yes, right? Yes, that was Motown
1: Return to the uh, Apollo. Motown is yeah. Golly.
0: Um, it was iconic that she shut that show down you know what it is i think she shut down motown's 25th with i want to know what love is uh the foreigner song you have to check me because patty became the artist that shut down tribute shows right and um (laughs) the other thing was the only other way you guys would know these shows apart is that michael jackson moonwalks on motown's 25th anniversary that was an iconic moment but patty labelle Singing Never Walk Alone at the Apollo Theater, it was, we were all done. You could have taken me out of this house on a stretcher. Um, Dionne Warwick's humanitarian work with the aid, redoing um, That's What Friends Are For, it was kind of the icing on the cake of her Bacharach David sound machine.
1: This playlist features nearly three hours of music spanning about 30 years in their combined careers, um, more than 30 songs um, that we hope you will enjoy. And so right now we're gonna each share some of <laughs> our <stand-ups.
0: laughs> wrong, but I'm gonna I'm preface all my entries tonight um, with the following disclaimer. Some of these songs haven't made it to the list yet, <laughs> but I'm sure they can be added and it's because we've just been just vibing so heavy off this music that every time oh i forgot about that one so let me just dive into my two to three songs was that per artist
1: you know what (laughs) just okay all right let
0: let let me go on ahead as they say (laughs) so for me uh, Dionne Warwick has a version of Move Me No Mountain. We believe hers is the original, but we are both Shaka stands, and we love the Shaka version. But I had never heard Dionne's either. So I pride myself on finding a song I think Taya has never heard. Um, It's on the album with Then Came You. And this is significant because this was Dionne's entry into a more soulful sound. Um, unlike a lot of her early demure ladylike songs that we think about when we think of her and Nancy Wilson. Many of those songs that um, she was back on the road with were produced by Barry Manilow. Um, I Know I'll Never Love This Way Again and Deja Vu are Barry Manilow songs that he produced for her. He didn't write them, but he produced them. And she actually stole deja vu from isaac hayes she heard them recording it and she was like uh-uh no you don't have to run that i, I need that song really? and dion had yes isaac hayes told that story and dion had the clout back then to just go in but i think there might be an isaac hayes one out there i'm gonna let y'all go looking for it but dion once she did it it was a dion song for patty i'm gonna just tell you guys as I say in the entryway, I was a, I'm was a Columbia House head. Patti put out an album every year in the 90s, just about. Um, and her album, Gems, in 1994, was one of my Columbia House purchases. She has a version on there of All This Love by DeBarge that I just couldn't get enough of at that time. And a remake of the Dells' Stay In My um. Corner. And what I need the world to understand is Try Me by James Brown and Stay In My Corner like... They have a very special place in my heart, and Patty does it such justice. You know, you can't mess with the Dells. I mean, that's two yeah. different octaves, Golly. but Patty delivers it. Um, she put a Patty spin on them, and um, you know, she was really getting her second wind in the '90s. She released an album in '89, '90, '91, '92, '94, '97, and '98. And I used to have to listen to them all, whether they were flops or hits, just in case there was something I missed. But I got to tell you this. Patty live and Patty studio
1: were two different two different things.
0: And once she did your song live, it was all <laughs> over. But the shouting, as my mother can say, <laughs> yes. um, and so I think I really prided myself on Patty studio. In case I caught her singing it live somewhere, I could know it when she sung it. Um, And then for Gladys, I have just too many to name. Um, My father loves him some Gladys Knight. The two I'm gonna mention in this section are Love Finds Its Own Way and Part-Time Love because Gladys had that hot, warm, buttery voice um, that we also equate with Anita Baker and that about it. Everybody else go sit down somewhere. But it's the way that it's delicate, but it's in that raspy part of her register. And yes, she was gonna make you was gonna you was gonna feel Gladys in your heart. These two songs, I think Love Finds Its Own Way. I'll have to I'm sure it'll be on the playlist which albums they're from, but I don't know what albums they're from because my dad listened to Gladys so much that it's all one big incessant
1: playlist. Uh, I love um, your selections not familiar with um, Patty's remake of Stay in uh, My Corner but of course that's such an iconic Dale song so I'm excited to add that to the list and introduce people to that and I really appreciate you introducing me to Dion's version of Move Me No Mountain because I love, that's one of my favorite Chaka Khan songs yeah. from her solo career and I did look up you know who recorded it first and it was actually it was actually the love unlimited orchestra mr barry i believe that and it has that lush or you know kind of orchestral sound that Mm -hmm. totally makes sense like when i heard that i was like that makes sense either way it is like a stone cold jam so i appreciate that um my my standouts And I tried to be more disciplined this time around uh, because, you know, I have a bad habit of picking like a thousand per (laughs) per artist. Mm -hmm. But my Dion standout is You're Gonna Need Me. And it's from 1973's Just Being Myself. And what I love about this song is it's funky. And it was really cognitively dissonant for me when I first heard it, because Dion has this kind of golf club, cool aesthetic. Um, that mm-hmm. she had really carefully cultivated throughout the 60s. And, you know, you might say others cultivated it for her. I think that's up for discussion. Yeah. And so, I and I love a lot of that music, and there's some of it on the playlist. Um, but that song, You're Gonna Need Me, is such a departure from that for me. Um, and then, of course, for you hip-hop heads, you'll recognize the beat. It's been sampled by everybody from Jay Dilla to Wu-Tang, Pete Rock, Usher, The Game, um, and so yeah, um, and then a, an, I'm, I did sneak in an extra one. <laughs> I'm sorry, of course, an extra one for Dion, which is her duet with Stevie Wonder from the Woman in Red soundtrack called Weakness. I mm-hmm. it's such mm-hmm. an unexpectedly good duet, and actually, low key, Dion is really great at duets. She's also got a great oh, yes. duet with Kashif that's on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Osborne, Johnny Mathis. Come yeah, on. right. She's like, maybe she's lightweight, the queen of duets. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's her niche. I'm not sure. But in any event, that's another song that just really, really shines and just kind of is just a great example of Dion. Um, My Gladys standout is Taste of Bitter Love from the album About Love, 1980. And I was introduced to this song through the house DJ, DJ Joey Negro, um, who created like a collection of 70s and 80s classics that he remixed. And I mean, I am a sucker for disco, disco funk. And this song mm-hmm. is really kind of a standard example of that genre. But of course, it's elevated by Gladys Knight's like just rich um, and righteous, like, vocal. Um, he actually also did a remix on this same project of a song from our list by Patti LaBelle called Music is My Way of Life. Um, but just that, I love that that sound. And, of course, you know, Gladys could sing the phone book, right? So, uh, but she kills absolutely. that. And then speaking of Miss Patti, my standout is Nightbird. Um, from the title track Mm -hmm. um, from the 1974 LaBelle album um, of the same name, which includes like LaBelle's most famous song, Lady Marmalade, as well as things like Are You Lonely? And what I really love about that song is, honestly, it's the kind of song I would have expected to be in the catalog of Fleetwood Mac, for example, um, Mm -hmm. or somebody Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like this soft rock or you know that kind of 70s soft rock sensibility but like with these soaring gospel um, vocals over it and it's it's stunning and amazing Um, so those are my standouts um
0: I kind of want to talk a little bit about the artist and tell you some of the things I've Held on to this story for forever about Midnight Train to Georgia. I was actually watching something one day. Um, Jim Weatherly, who wrote the song, was inspired. He was friends with Lee Majors, and in his mind, in the writer's mind, he had this story in his head involving Lee Majors and Farrah Fawcett. The original name of this song was Midnight Plane to Houston, and it was intended for Sissy Houston wow. to
1: sing. Oh my God! Can
0: you imagine? Yeah, I girl. Um, yeah, me either. Nobody can because you know people will redo Grapevine and they'll sing um, some of Gladys' other songs. Don't nobody really mess with Midnight no. Train to Georgia unless they've been paying homage. It's like Proud Mary with um, Tina Turner. You sing it, but you don't sing it because it's her song. Midnight Train to Georgia is, um, I can't even imagine Midnight playing to Houston. Um, wow, a little bit about Patty, and these are really actually things I'm embarrassed to tell you that I didn't have to Google. These are things that have always stayed in my head. I'll never. I saw that um, Weatherly interview, and I was like, Farrah Fawcett. It was like a fun fact yeah. about Farrah Fawcett and Midnight Train Um Patty Labelle. If you've ever felt like as a Patty fan, she had a little bit of chip on her shoulder. Just a smidge. It's because early in her career, she was sexually assaulted by Jackie Wilson. You know, back then they traveled, everybody traveled together right in close quarters. And um, Jackie Wilson was the cat's meow. And when Patty came forth, she felt like nobody believed her um, because he was such a huge star. She was still just on the rise at that time. And I don't know how to say this nicely, except in this current climate, I think a lot of us will understand. Um, people said Patty was too ugly for him to assault her. And that essentially kind of, you don't see, you know, when they used to do all those review shows and all those get together shows, you see the Supremes, of course, they were in a class by themselves, but you see Martha and the Vandals, you'd see all these other Mm -hmm. groups, but you really wouldn't see the Bluebells. Um, I'm sorry, LaBelle. No, they were the Bluebells at that time. They were the Bluebells, right. But that incident kind of rocked everybody um, involved. And she kind of stepped away for a second. You know, she's that auntie that had to walk away from the family for a while, like, all right, y'all do you. Um, and for Dion Warwick, she encountered a lot of um, you're not black enough treatment. And I think that has a lot to do with why we come to love her in this project, because I remember even not caring about her segment on the show. When we watched Sisters in the Name of Love, I was like, OK, I'm going to watch Gladys. I'm going to go clean the kitchen while Dion's singing and we'll be back with Patty because we knew Patty was going to shut it down but deep diving into her career has been a joy for me. I am a Nancy Wilson stan, and Dion is cut from that same cloth. I don't even know how I missed it all these years. She's endured some backlash for things like Psychic Friends Network and coming out against the direction that rap was going in the 90s. But just like any other auntie, Dion stood her ground. She she said what she said. Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> And, you know, at the end of it, she does a big, like, tribute song. She remakes um, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love with the very same rapper. She's like, come on, y'all, pull your pants up. Come in. Come on in Auntie Kitchen, pull your pants up and let's do this song. And the um, reviews after that from the rappers was just like they was calling her Auntie Dion. And I understand.
1: So in addition to the songs that we've talked about already, here are some other gems and jams from the list that we really want you to pay particular attention to. Uh, I'm gonna go first and I
0: feel like I can keep this list shorter than the first time I got this (laughs) down. I just have a few more because this playlist is so um, expansive that there's really something for everyone. And these artists, have made every kind of album there is. They've done soundtracks, they've done gospel, they've done holiday. So I'm gonna start with Dionne Warwick, who actually in 1994 releases an entire album in Portuguese. It's called Aquarela do Brasil. And um pick we'll a song off of it. And I just think it should be like set to the side. This is something I think the listeners should seek if they're feeling like the girl from Ipanema. It's very beautiful, very delicate. Very Brazilian. I love I love that that Latin jazz, Caribbean, Brazilian thing. Sometimes, and this will get you there. Um, as far as Patty, I'm gonna have to go with the best is yet to come with Grover Washington Jr. It's oh, everything. Classic. It's, it is absolutely classic. It's and I'm gonna use the word jive here because it just it feels like a shag carpet. Like it's just got that. Incense thing going on and it does remind me of our favorite uncle i don't think we do a playlist without mentioning him so let me do the gratuitous check here um and also from one of her albums of the 90s when you talk about love and the reason i love this song is because that's when patty hits us with the line of all time when she goes say my name and the crowd says <laughs> patty patty that's just iconic. Like who puts their own name in a song in that way? And for my Gladys Deep Cut, it's gonna be where peaceful waters flow. This is just a beautiful, poetic, delicate, emotional, heartstring pulling song that I just I can't even tell you. You have to just listen to it for yourself. When you get to the playlist, when where peaceful waters flow, make sure you have some tissue near because it it is a tearjerker for
1: so many reasons. No, that's facts. Um, I love all of those. Um, I'm not familiar with Dion's um, album in Portuguese, so I'm excited. I'll be sure to put a link to that in our blog post so people can get straight to it. Um, My Mm -hmm. gems and jams... Well, for the first one, I guess I'll go in, in the different order than I had planned. You talked about um, where peaceful water flow being an emotional song. Um, and one of the songs that I I picked was In Between the Heartaches from Dion's 1965 album, Here I Am. And talk about like an emotional song. It's like this classic um, you know, he's terrible. You guys know he's terrible, but when we have our private moments, he's really a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and she's even saying basically in between the times that he's breaking his my heart, I know he loves me. And so it's something mm-hmm. so, so poignant and emotional about mm-hmm. it. But then De- Dion is also delivering it in sort of her quintessential, almost um, laid back sort of way. Like this isn't as as emotional, um, as these lyrics, um, kind of indicate. Uh, and I do want to recommend, there's a great remake of that song by the great Phyllis Hyman, um, that is equally beautiful, um, but, you know, has a different vibe obviously because of her deeper sort of richer voice. But that's one of my favorites um, from Dion, and then the other one is this really unexpected kind of almost like quiet storm song from Patti called "Come and Dance with Me" from her 1980 album released, and it's really this really kind of sweet, you know, like hey, let's get swept away song. You know, who doesn't want to be like invited onto the dance floor? I mean, provided it's somebody you want to dance with. Um, <laughs> right, and then. With somebody who loves you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And then the last song is um, a song called Friendly Persuasion, um, Gladys Knight and the Pips from 1980, um, their album about love. And this is a song about being swept away with love and not quite being sure about it, which I think, you know, we've all been there. (laughs) So these are Mm. just really great great tunes that are kind of a little bit different, um, from, you know, sort of the hits that we know that, uh, we just hope you'll enjoy. So.
0: Yeah. Friendly Persuasion. I, that was on repeat for me the other day. I just couldn't get a hold of it and I just had to keep listening to it. I really couldn't get mm-hmm. enough of it. Um, yeah, Patty also has another one called I Don't Do Duets, I think is the name of it. Same kind of vibe as Come and Dance With Me where she sees this wonderful guy and he's like, you're pretty, you're smart, you can cook, but I don't do duets. Like it's, But it sets you up for the heartbreak. I love how songs were written back then um, and they really told stories and you had to kind of piece them mm-hmm. together. So I think all these gems and jams are also like, they hearken to when lyrics were really, really mattered.
1: Right. Now we're not gonna say.
0: Oh no, lyrics do matter. But I'm saying, I feel like those songs told stories and that these ladies were able to deliver them with like nuance in their voices and subtlety. Like they use their voices as an instrument to tell the story of the song. I agree, and
1: uh, that's, you fair. Just, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's what I okay. mean, <laughs> yeah. But it is a
0: little shame. Yeah, because it's, feel-
1: it's feeling. Somebody to get off my lawn. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but please get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you kids, you don't know
0: good music. And this is the funny thing. And we're going. We, this is perfect for our next segment because we didn't realize then. You know, we were listening to this music as adolescents but we were also deep it was the 80s and the 90s we were going through a new wave thing I felt like Morrissey of the Smiths was speaking to my heart I felt like Depeche Mode like I but these are the women and these are the songs that opened our hearts to lyricism that's what I'll say that's my song and I'm gonna sing it The phrase aunties is kind of a modernized one, but we, in our heads, these women are really our aunties. (laughs) True. One of them looks like one of our aunties. I'm going to just say it because I know she's going to hear this. And yes, they they could be twins. But that notwithstanding, who are the aunties on the rise? Um, For me, I think it's Mary J. Blige without question. I think Fantasia belongs in the conversation and Jennifer Hudson. Anita Baker is where the water gets muddy for me. I feel Mm -hmm. like um, in the late 80s, early 90s, when she's a Chapter 8 and she's coming onto the scene hard and heavy, she can't really get in the game because Patty, Gladys, Dion and Aretha were still holding it down. Um, Whitney, of course, comes in like a force of nature. and maybe Mariah's body of work will be spoken of in the same manner, but I have to say, I just can't see these young girls, the ones that are out now, um, I can't see their careers spanning the decades that um, the Sisters in the Name of Love do. I,
1: I would agree in terms of like longevity, uh-huh. but I also think it, it's something about sensibility. So, for example... Mariah Carey is still wearing rainbows and butterflies. So you cannot be an auntie if your iconography is still like, almost like Hello Kitty-like. Be and careful. I, Patty was wearing moon boots and some old stuff. Right, but Patty was wearing moon boots and stuff when she was, for lack of a better word, moon boot age. But um, <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, I, I think, I, I I mean, in all seriousness, um, because this is not a Mariah slander pod. Oh, yeah. No, no,
0: no. no, It's
1: definitely more that, to me, Mariah has made a decision. She's taken a stand to really still appeal to the 13 to 18-year-old girl who is her primary fan. And she has stayed there. Now she has other people who are outlier fans and certainly we like a lot of her music just because she can sing. Mm-hmm. But in terms of who she sort of, you know, kind of narrowed her focus at, it's still that audience in my opinion. Okay. Whereas right. the other folks that you mentioned, part of what makes them aunties is that their music is grown up music. Um, and it is it is mature music and it is women who are talking about mature things, mature mm. themes, mm. <laughs> you know they, I mean? they,
0: How do how do the, How did the gray girls say they woman? They, woman, There's, right, a, yeah. there's, a,
1: there's emphasis an emphasis on the O. Oh, yes. <laughs> emphasis on the O. So who else, who is a woman that you can add to this list? So I would actually add, really based on content, um, actually Jill Scott and Erica mm-hmm. Badu, I would add oh, yes. them because they oh, really, sure. because they talk about mature things. They're not just talking about, you know, I'm in the club, I saw yeah. somebody cute, let's dance. Let you know, what I mean, that might be in there, but they're also talking about real substantive things, oh, yeah. and they're also giving you kind of deeper dives, if you will, into mm-hmm. the issues of life. Um, in other words, they have substance, musical substance. And actually, the other person I want to mention, even though she's kind of been a little bit invisible and for a while. And it makes me mad.
0: And it makes me mad. Right. Is, her name. is Angie Stone. Like, Angie yeah. Stone
1: came out of the gate. Now, I'm not talking about Vertical Hole. Um, shout out to Vertical Hole. That was a jamming album. Um, but Vertical Hole, notwithstanding, she basically came out of the gate, basically oh, yeah. claiming auntie status. Yeah. You know, so she... And she had a Gladys. She's
0: got a Gladys vibe to her. I don't know if it's the pillowy lips or that rustic voice, but she gave me Gladys. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, Oh, you know why? Because her first song was over uh, Gladys Sample. Exactly. Shine. sunshine has What come. song?
1: Uh-huh. But what's the, the Gladys song? We used song to think either, we're either not going to make it. Neither one of us. Neither one be. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Neither right. of us. Okay. So, yeah. You. So, she comes out of the gate. Signal, she's signaling to us, I'm in the tradition of these other women. I'm in the I'm in the mm-hmm. tradition of mature woman singers, mm-hmm. um, whatever the female version of a troubadour is. That mm-hmm. is singing about real life, real experiences, not you know, glitz and glamour necessarily. But I'm singing about you know my real life relationships um, and experiences as a woman. And I think that's so she came out of the gate kind of claiming an mm-hmm. auntie status, but I just don't know like what's been going on with her career. So Um, excuse me. What city are you from? Oakland. How can you not
0: mention Miss Letic?
1: I don't consider Leticy an auntie
0: yet. <sighs> Call the law
1: so is she no, like that she's second
0: not, cousin it, twice removed that's like like no, just no, 15 she's, years older than us like she's not an auntie but she's that that big
1: cousin she is she's our older cousin she's gonna be an auntie i just i don't feel like she's auntie yet but i mean i i think it's a okay. fair assessment to say that she is on her way to auntie status um okay for sure okay I, um I don't know why she didn't immediately come to mind let me tell you something
0: she just came to mind for me and I almost like screamed in the middle of the Angie Stone because Angie deserves her time mm-hmm. but I feel like Lettucey and Layla Hathaway um, and Layla's like a cousin I think she's just the cool cousin yeah
1: Layla's the cool cousin but,
0: to me. Um, and she's just and she's royalty like she's just she gets it by 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 proxy. I also wanna throw out two young girls that I still think are too young to be in this conversation, but we gotta say something about Brandy and Monica. Like,
1: do you think Brand, that- I mean, Monica been an old woman since the gate. So I mean, if <laughs> we're not talking shoes? about vocals, if we just talking about somebody that you think is an auntie already, yeah, Monica. Um, I, you know what it is, I think, I think it is something actually about the sound of their voices that maybe be may, why I have a little bit of a struggle. And I think it's hard for me to call them aunties because they are younger than me. Just crying. Yeah, that's when your grandma
0: that's when your grandmama gets married and has a baby after you're born and you have you ain't black if you ain't got an auntie that's younger
1: than you. <laughs> right, I'm just saying, right. I'm not.
0: Yes, right, right. You know, every black person got that auntie or uncle that they was 12 and their uncle was 14. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. Are you my cousin? Or, my, or are you my uncle? Right.
1: Yeah. Right. So Brandy Brandy and Monica go in that category. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because I'm <laughs> okay. just like, yeah. So it's hard for me to think of them as aunties, you know. But But you know why that matters to me? Because Gladys was
0: like seven or eight when she starts singing, right? Dion is like nineteen or twenty. Like all these women that we are like iconizing, icon- I don't even have the word for it. I'm just gonna make it my we are they are our icons. Shaka Khan, sixteen. Yeah. They were girls when they stepped onto the scene. And they um their careers have spanned just decades, eras. And I don't know that I know, and a lot of stuff I consumed on all of them. Like, people knew Gladys was going to be Gladys when she was when she was a preteen. Wow! You know, she won a um, she won a national televised talent show in the late the early '50s, and she beat all the white contestants, and none of them wanted to take a picture with her after it was over. Wow. Um, Dion is in college and when she gets out of class she's going to sing backup music for artists who are way bigger than her. In fact um, they all were so young so when I look at, and Brandy to me her voice is old but her spirit and energy are young. Right. Monica I agree, she was an old lady (laughs) with Before You Walk Out My Life I was like what does this little girl know about Before You Walk Out My Life, who is she singing to? But um They've all lived very epic lives. They've all had ups and downs, ins and outs, marriages, divorces, addictions, questionable decisions. Um, There's a whole lot that can be said about their lives, but their respective bodies of work and they've evolved. Each of them speak frankly about their struggles. Um, And I really have just been watching too much because I just love it so much. And what I want everybody to know when they sit down and watch Sisters in the Name of Love, is there's these little Candid conversations at the kitchen table, like in between the performances, that I just love so much because it's a peek into their friendship. These women are friends in real life, um, and the examples they've set have just lasted a lifetime. They've helped each other. There were times when Dion's star was shining brighter than everybody else's, and she was taking care of Patty and Gladys. There's times when Hattie's career shines the brightest and she's taking care of Dion and Gladys. And there was time when Gladys's career shines the brightest and just that, um, God, whatever the word is, it starts with the S. Their connection and their friendship, it's, it's so genuine when we watch Sisters in the Name of Love. Um, and it's just, it shows you that even though they were show business performers, that they're in a very special sorority and that they had to come of age in this music industry They had to work their craft and they had a natural gift. Those voices are just, they're just timeless. They're classic and they're they're icons. They definitely are on our Mount Rushmore.
1: So we keep using the word iconic because that's really only the only word that we can think of to describe um, just how um, huge these women loom large in terms of soul music, um, especially for the last 60 years. So between them, they have countless hits that we couldn't adequately cover here. But if you aren't familiar with their hit songs, we definitely want you to check out some of these um, tunes that they're well known for as a starting point.
0: Yeah, to me, Patty has done the best job, um, in my humble opinion, of staying relevant. And I think it's because she um, puts all those songs out in the 90s. And that's like my sweet spot. Um, She does a song with Prince, Yo Mister. She does Feels Like Another One with Big Daddy Kane. And those are just two examples of how she just grabbed that bull by the horns that was the 90s um, and put a Patty spin on it. Also, um, there's a song on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack called My Love, Sweet Love, With You Nothing Else. It's so perfect. And I'm not even going to mention if you asked me to. Because we all know she did it first. And then that little lady from Canada came and redid it and got all the glory and all the fame. But Patty has a bunch of those big kind of power ballads that um, she became so known for that they never seem like a big deal. And um, for Gladys, My Imagination is my hands down favorite Gladys Knight song of all times. There's also a Bobby Blue Bland version, um, and I'm not sure which one came first because although they're the same song, they're two very different versions and hers is in a class by itself. Um, The Claudine soundtrack has a song, everybody knows um, the makings of you from that soundtrack in 1974, but check out Make Yours a Happy Home doop 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 it's just it has a nice little jig vibe to it but it's so adorable (sighs) so we kind of mentioned early about Dion and her epic duets one of hers that is a favorite of mine is Heartbreaker um, with the Bee Gees I think it's 1982 Um, but she also has a duet with Johnny Mathis called Friends in Love and then Love Power with Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of killer collabs. And I think it's because of the three women that we're talking about, she's the safest one to sing with. But <laughs> but yes. no, you know what we're sleeping on? Patty had a duet with Bobby Womack. And if you got this, I know we're, we're naming a bunch of songs, but that Bobby Womack song with Patty LaBelle, mm. just, mm. but then I love Bobby Womack, so I'm
1: probably a little partial. what you got just a smidge just a smidge Um, yes Um, so in terms of hits from Patty be sure that you check out one of my favorites Somebody Loves You from 1991's Burning as well as Love and Need and Want You and If Only You Knew from 1983's I'm In Love Again. Everybody thought they could sing that part. Man, and I cannot tell you how many mixed tapes, and I'm talking about cassette tapes, Maxell cassette tapes. CDK. That I I put those songs on. Mm -hmm. Um, Dion's uh, classic, Deja Vu from 1979's Dion album, which also had the other hit, I Know I'll Never Love This Way Again. And look, be sure to check out some of her early 60s hipster jams like Alfie, um, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, Anyone Who Had a Heart and a House Is Not a Home, the latter two of which were legendarily uh, remade by Luther Vandross. Um, and we have a great pod on him if you haven't yeah. heard that. Um, and so Gladys um, night hits for me with or without the pips. Oh, my God. She murders. And I mean that. I mean Pun intended, she murders a license to kill um, the uh, for the James Bond film of the same name. And Actually, that's not even one of my favorite James Bond movies. No, I'm, that I'm was, really uh, anti-Timothy Dalton Bond. Yeah, Timothy but that's a Dalton whole, Bond. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's me on him. Because that's when they, they should have picked Pierce Brosnan at that time. Something was they, going on. Yeah, I thought it was they didn't let him out of Remington I think it is had Remington still. Yeah, anyway, but she bodies that song to the point that you're like, got a license to kill. You're just singing along like yeah. she's not singing about the fact that this dude is allowed to kill people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she just kills yeah. that song. And then, of course, don't miss you know any of the kind of the just contributions to just the music canon, you know, of American music. Things like The Way We Were and of Mm -hmm. course and uh, my cousin already mentioned I Gotta Use My Imagination. That's probably, that's probably my favorite Gladys Knight and the Pips song as well. Oh, and I I don't want to forget this. She did did a remake of I Will Survive. Yes! that That she performs on Sisters in the Name of Love and uh, we talked earlier about this idea of storytelling it's like Gladys tells the story of this song the lyrics, the story is in the lyrics already right, that's one of Mm -hmm. the great disco songs, Gloria Gloria Gaynor but I mean she really tells the story like you're sitting down at her dinner table and she's like let me tell you you know, it took all the strength I had not to follow. I mean, but she's singing. It's, it's a masterful performance. And Call on she-
0: me. Call on me. Call on me. Do you really yes. remember the first time we saw it? Our jaws hit. Oh my the God. We-, we were not ready because she did what uh, the temptations do to silent night. She starts it with a whole nother song. She starts to sing free again. Yes. Independently me again. And that's just how she does it on the album. But by the time she gets through with I Will Survive, I, I remember everybody in the house. I'm talking about all of us. Yeah. Just being, it was, it's. We, we're not quiet folks, people. We are not quiet. <laughs> not quiet people. That, that house
1: was silent when she bodied it. I mean, it is, it is just one of the best live performances of an artist that I've ever seen in particular, someone singing um, the song of someone else and really making it their own, digging into the song um, and really just excavating, like, just milking the story for all it. Oh, my God. So we actually have that on the list, but that is considered a hit. Please, please check that out. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we um, and we could continue to talk. All these women have songs on soundtracks. Um, the James Bond one I was going to mention, but I knew you were going to mention um, the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, um, the Patty song. And then um, I'm Missing You with Tamia and Brandy, you know, and, you know, they've sung together these three women like if you take anything from away from this particular podcast, please pull up sisters in the name of love on YouTube. Let it run in the background while you shell peas, or I'm going to go make a peach cobbler, whatever. This is the time of year where we can't necessarily be with our loved ones. It's not best practices. So this is like having your three aunties in your kitchen, just humming. And we have aunties who sing and sing all day, all around the house. And so I just, I cannot tell you guys how, um, when we saw that verses, we were like, oh no. Yeah. I wonder if Swiss and Timberland have seen Sisters in the Name of Love. Because they have to know that these women were just, they are, they're the, the pillars. You know, they're the deaconesses now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. They get, they get to sit on that second pew with the little white thing on their head. Yes. Because they have they have laid such a strong foundation. They have done all there is to do in this music industry. Um, they've lived their lives very transparent. You know, they, even though now um, you can log onto an artist's Facebook page or Instagram or follow them on social media, these women led us into their lives as much as they could throughout the duration of their career. And this episode, Sisters in the Name of Love, we felt like we were in that kitchen yeah Um, and we want we want you to feel like not just with this podcast but with this playlist um, we want to encourage you to to check out our playlist and then dig a little deeper dig a little deeper because that's where the that's where the sweet stuff is the sugar's at the bottom sometimes and these ladies it's brown you know I just want to Make one more Luther reference and that's okay. it. But <laughs> Obligatory Luther reference. You can find hints of Luther throughout this. I believe Dion Warwick's sons wrote Here and Now. Was it Dion Warwick's son? I think so. Or was it? I think so. Yeah. I
1: think it was. Or Gladys
0: Knight's son. Like these, all these women, it was a family affair. Like they are... I don't want to say relics because that's mean. I don't want to say fo- fossils. They are treasures. Yes,
1: thank you because relics and fossils. Yes, don't sound But I was good. just trying to
0: think, no, but I was just trying to say, you know, they were here. You know, like when we see the pyramids in Giza and we see the statues, we know it was a great civilization. These women remind us that our music has was a great is a great civilization like we forget sometimes I'm, I'm the queen of it because I can listen to this all day and not hear a new song for a month
1: wow these women are evidence of the great civilization that is our music I think that's um, a beautiful way to end it okay yeah and that's how we'll end it
0: You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Our playlist is exclusively on Spotify, but there's a space between the letter B and the word Sides. (laughs) It's between the B and the S. So it's B, space, Sides, and Deep Dives in the search bar. Once you find us, follow us. It's free. And that way you can listen to our songs and even let us know your thoughts. You'll also be notified when we update Did I mention that Spotify is free? So tell us what you think on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are B-sides and deep dives across all platforms.
1: And don't forget to check out the other lists that we've posted and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. And we'll we'll see see you on on the the
0: B-sides. Hey, y'all, welcome to B-Sides and Deep Dives, a podcast that celebrates music off the beaten path on the other side of the record. You know, like back in the vinyl days when all the radio hits were on the front side, but the they were on the other side of the record, the B-Side. And in this modern music landscape, there's nothing better than finding an old school song or artist long forgotten about on a deep musical dive. I'm Lisa, a Recovering Columbia House member with multiple musical personalities. I need a new playlist for each mood.
1: And I'm Taya, a Recovering Mixtape maker and musical overthinker. Thanks again for tuning in to B-Sides and Deep Dives. We hope you like what you hear and we bring a little joy into your day. And if you do like what you hear, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And visit our blog at Bsidesanddeepdives.wordPress.com. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, the exclusive home for B-Sides and Deep Dives playlists.
0: Y'all, we really want to invite you to come along on our musical journey. There are plenty of ways to interact with us, as Taya just mentioned, that are much more fun. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our actual blog are all ways you can share your feedback. In fact, um, Avi's in D.C. wants us to look into a Brothers Johnson episode.
1: Oh, that would be awesome.
0: Girl, and my favorite bold soul sister, Desert Tribe, they want us to do Anita Baker. They also want us to talk slower. (laughs) And I think when they say us, they really mean me. (laughs) I'm also still getting roasted for some Keith Sweat and Albie Shore comments. And if you guys don't know what I'm referring to... (laughs) Please swing back to some of our earlier episodes.
1: You deserve those rows. I am not.
0: I'm here for all the smoke. So for the 2021 season, our plan is more content. You've heard of Mo' Better Blues. Well, we want to offer Mo' Better content. On our blog, we have a recurring theme this year called Who Did It Better that spotlights remakes that you may or may not have known were remakes. And we are always posting Fast Five playlists honoring some of our favorites. So check us out and keep the feedback coming. Reach out to us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are B-sides and Deep Dives. And our blog is on WordPress.